Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today we are recapping episode three of Loki. So if you haven't seen that, I would go watch it because we're talking spoilers and everything. So uh, also just at the top of the show, uh, I said last week, uh, we're just putting that final nail in the coffin. Uh, if you like what we've been doing here, go ahead and hit the subscribe button because uh, we're doing it every week and actually twice a week now. Uh, some weeks uh, with Bad Batch. So stick around with us and uh, we'll make sure that you've got some content. Um, and I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go ahead and bring in, it's the beautiful union of form and function, Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how's it going? Oh, that, was, that was such a nice compliment. Uh, I was just hanging out in my pocket dimension uh, in between some, some doomsday stuff. I was just hanging out in there, uh, swindling some people of their money before they all just died. So I, I decided to grace you with my presence and pop out of the, the pocket dimension. Yeah, we're gonna have to discuss like uh, if we were to hop back into some disasters, like what 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 would be our ideal disaster? But we'll get to that. And and the opposite, we have the opposite of a disaster here. It's Naomi Calhoun. Naomi, how's it going? I don't I don't know that that's a correct assessment of me, but I will take it. Thank you so much. I am just hiding in the desk with the Infinity Stones, um, just sort of gluing them to like a collage. You know, they're not worth anything, so they're they're becoming like costume jewelry to me. I mean, in my job, I feel like I'm nothing more than a paperweight, so uh, it, it tracks. Aren't we all just Infinity Stones sitting in a desk drawer? Just yeah. Wait. In corporate America. Yeah. Ain't that just the way. <laughs> so, uh, Naomi, I want to I wanna get your, like, uh, first thoughts on, like, these first two episodes of Loki. How you liking it? I like it a lot. Um, I messaged you after I watched the episode. I was like, I'll be on a Loki episode. And you were like, we don't want any more guests. Goodbye. And I was like, okay, fine. Never mind. Um, but I do really like it. I'm so excited to be here to talk about it because uh, it, it, it almost feels more mysterious to me than WandaVision. I think WandaVision was trying to be, you know, ooh, what's going on? Why is it television? But this is actually really interesting to me in a way that uh, most Marvel movies are not. So I'm I'm really psyched and I like it a lot so far. Unlike some people here. All right, yeah. So I, I've teased you guys. I, I I'll just say it. I, I know I'm in the minority. Like I might be like mm-hmm. one of five people that watch this episode that didn't like fall in love with it. Because and, and I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm a little like. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to talk it through. Uh, it's going to be like a therapy session, right? Because I, I got questions. We're going to sort things out. Um, one thing that I noticed, and, and I kind of talked about this with us before the show, um, I, I know that there, the, the, there's become a pattern here with the shows that we cover. I never like the second episode of any of these oh. shows. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, maybe like the finale or the, re, the, the premieres are always so... Uh, bombastic and then the second episode is always just a bit of a step down for me um i i don't know and, and i know my expectations were really high coming into the second one i mean especially coming out of that premiere so may- maybe that hurt me a little bit but i don't know I, we'll, we'll dive into it tommy we need some more positivity well what, yeah you, you got some right <laughs> you like this oh yeah i i, I love loki I, I think what naomi was saying of like wandavision was a mystery that kept telling you it was a mystery it kept being like oh we're not we're gonna we're gonna like dazzle this in front of you but you won't know until later what makes me intrigued with loki is they're not showing any mysteries but i don't trust them just like i don't trust loki and anything he does 
I don't think everything is a straightforward as they're pushing in Loki. I feel like it's like mm. they're giving us a lot of juice in the first two episodes. And I'm like, that other shoe is going to drop. There's something that they're not telling us right now. And I have a theory. I'll say at the end of, of what I think that is. But I am super into the episode, uh, super into the series as a whole. I love Time Cops. And the banter between Owen Wilson <laughs> And Tom Hiddleston is just so good. Like they're so funny together. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, we're we're all big uh, Owen Wilson's. Like I can't like no matter no matter what the show does, as long as Owen Wilson's there, uh, like I'm gonna be sold. And yeah, uh, I'm your humble servant. Hunter is cracking me up when when only, uh, when Morbius was was went to go give Loki daggers. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing?" And grabs those back and puts them. like it's just the humor in this is is pretty well done because it's just like if Loki joined an office, it's essentially like what it felt like if Loki just becomes a worker in corporate America, and it's so funny to me because he's not used to being at the bottom. So yes. I'll say that. Um, Sorry, you got name me. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, like, I, I love this idea that Loki is not as powerful as he thinks he is. This is, I think, one of my big complaints with just like villains in general, and especially superhero villains. That's why I don't think I'm really into it. Is like because their goals are never realistic, and they're always making weird ass moves. You know, it's you know, why do we love Watchmen so much? Right? Is because they say, oh, that happened like ten minutes ago. Like shit's done. You can't do anything. So in these moments where Loki is like, I- I'm super powerful, and everyone's like, no, you're not. Just sit down. It's fine. But that's what he's got to grapple with. I love that storyline. I-, I love it. And I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and, you know, O'Rear is wrong. That's all. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to go back to the WandaVision comparison, right? Because I think they're very yeah. similar shows. And the fact that they're very high concept, complicated sci-fi stories, right? And I think the difference is WandaVision spent most of the series like keeping that stuff uncovered, right? I mean, we didn't really know what was going on for a large portion of that show, or at least it felt like it. Um, And I feel like Loki is throwing all of its cards on the table. It's telling us what's going on. It's telling us what they're capable of in the the, uh, TVA and uh, the the timekeepers. And they're throwing all this stuff at us. And it gives us time to like, soak it in and then be like wait a second does this make sense because i'll tell you this wandavision doesn't make sense and this show doesn't make sense and that's okay i'm not because th- these are these are superhero shows right uh yeah. the the nexus events uh i don't know if this is a controversial statement but uh it, it's it's just too bold okay and i'm gonna read a quote from you from mobius okay because if you think it's too hard about what or, okay hold on let me start it <laughs> Because if you think too hard about where any of us come from, who we truly are, it sounds kind of ridiculous. Existence is chaos. Nothing makes any sense, so we try to make more sense of it. That is exactly what we're doing here. None of this stuff makes sense. So if we can all agree on that right here, then we have a jumping off point, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, with with that being said, I need a lot explained to me because I think I'm very confused um, and... It's a lot. That That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's a lot. And I get that. I think my thing is with WandaVision, it shouldn't have been chaos. In this. Like, it should have made sense. Everything was concrete yeah. there. Uh, with Loki, that's kind of, they're telling us that. Like, like I think that there is, I think it is 
time travel and everything with that gets so wonky that they're almost calling it right now of like, yeah, some of this won't make sense. It is time travel. We're trying our best with it. And I don't mind that, like, I give leeway when it comes to shows trying to do the same thing. It's the same thing I felt about Infinity uh, Wars Endgame. A lot of that didn't make sense. A lot of that was very confusing, but we still love it all the same because they did things that made us love it. So I think you have to put your expectations down of them, like, concrete getting everything to continuity and, and making sure it all, like, exists in the world they've already built, if that makes sense. Here's, here's what I'll say. I... My boyfriend pointed this out to me, and I think it's 100% correct. It's like a Rick and Morty episode, right? It's not really like a Marvel movie. This shit doesn't really make sense. First of all, like, I I, I think that, like, for, first of all, how many, like, Tumblr quotes did you find in this episode? I Like, the, the one you just said, and then the cosmic mistake, right? That shit, some moody 14-year-old who loves Marvel has immediately made that her Tumblr had her... And, and there's no going back for her. Yeah. But but more so, I think that, like, the show, rather than explain things too much, I mean, it's a fucking infinite fucking, I don't know, like, 1950s. It's like, um, remember the Umbrella Academy did something similar like this, where they had this sort of vibe of, like, oh, we use typewriters, but we're the future. And I, I think that that's them just trying to be like, don't fucking think too hard about this. I don't feel like talking about this right now. And, and you know what? I'll buy it for now because... They're making little doors in time and whatever, and it, I guess it doesn't matter, you know? Like, it, it's all kind of chaos in a way, and, and I'll accept it more than I accept WandaVision's sort of messiness. Yeah, I do think the chaos makes sense if you think of it out as, like, yeah, you don't know where they exist, like, and hopefully we'll get those answers of, like, where are they in a pocket dimension? How does that work and all that stuff? But the idea, it does clean up some of the mess from Endgame of, like, all these tunneling multiverses that was like described it does make that make sense of like i don't mind the sacred timeline i just need to know more about it um and i was gonna say like bringing up like rick and morty yeah it probably does like the the guy who's either show running or create whatever the main director is um a rick and morty writer so like that's exactly what they're going for i think oh it's, that shit makes sense huh yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's the vibe i think they are going for is that kind of rick and morty you got morbius and loki being your you know rick and morty and they're going out and loki's this person that everything has been handed to him everything in his eyes has been going right and like even he's so insecure like like even like the whole like oh you're a little lesser loki like it's like that is going to be the reason that i think the variant gets caught is the fact that loki can't be beat even though like he wants the world to burn he can't be beat and that's what's going to be the downfall of the variant so i I just want to say like i I got some of my my meanest comments about the show out of the way there was (laughs) there is a lot to love about this episode and the series thus far so I, i i will i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna be honest about how i feel but i do have a lot of good things to say coming up um, I also want to say that, again, Tommy, I have a theory that I feel like uh, I, I don't necessarily believe it's going to happen, but I feel like it would be the solution to all the problems that I'm having. So um, with that being said, I, I'm down uh, to just dive into our seven highlights here. Uh, if you've been listening, we have kind of shifted formats to basically picking out seven of the biggest points in the episode and and having many discussions on each of those. So our first uh point is Oshkosh, Wisconsin, right? Um, that's kind of where we start off the episode. I, I really I really liked how 
they kind of played with time in this because they are obviously there at a Renaissance festival. And it's not immediately apparent that this is a Renaissance festival. You could believe that it was probably the Renaissance time. So Right, just straight um, up Oshkosh in the middle of freaking what? Yeah. Was zero AD? Like, yeah. Pagan cults going nuts. Shout out to the Vich, like just having a good time. Yes. Did you um, did you recognize um they the the woman who talked to them? I don't know if she's done she's been in lots of movies. That's that's a comedian, Kate Berlant, and she is in like everything. She's in like um uh you see her in uh what's the Quentin uh 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 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's like and they do this with Eugene Cordero who plays Casey. I love that the Marvel universe and Zach Cherry who plays like the cart guy in Spider-Man, they're all these comedians, and for me they're actually more so improvisers and stand-up comedians that I know that they throw into the Marvel universe that I love seeing. And it just like, they're always little pockets of like, oh, look at that person. They're so funny. And I love that they do it here too. Like they never waste an opportunity for some side character just to be a complete weirdo. And like, I love that. That's my yeah. 10 cents. I saw some stuff online that her character, <laughs> I saw somebody post that it was supposed to be Agatha Harkness. Um. So, Twitter's out of control, guys. Get that out of here. Oh boy. <laughs> I do. I I love the Renaissance Fair. Uh, have you ever been to a Renaissance Fair? Yeah. So I love going to the Renaissance Fair. It's I, I like I like getting the big chicken leg. I like doing the axe throwing. I like dressing up. I like all the little shops and the jousting. I'm all for it. My only complaint is at least the one near us. I mean, it's like a three hundred dollar trip. If you really want to like experience everything, it's a very expensive trip. Yeah, I, I've been to a Renaissance Fair as well, and I, I enjoy my time. Like, I I love the medieval time period. Um, I don't think I would love being in it, but thinking about it, I'm like, oh, that would be pretty fun to to be in like knight's armor and stuff. Probably sweaty. Yeah, that's my big thing. Is like, I just look at a Renaissance Fair. And I can smell it. It's the reason you're never going to see me at like an EDM festival. It's just when you know that people sort of have free reign to not wear deodorant and they're going to be sweating their asses off, you will not see me at those events. That's a good point. That's a good point. I would I would eat. Look, I'll go to a Medieval Times. I'll eat a huge turkey like a meat. But I'm, I'm not going to a, to a Renaissance Fair. Yeah. I don't think Loki was a big fan of the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's this. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he probably should be into that, but um, yeah. I so I think this was interesting because I really don't think Loki was trying to dupe them here. Like I don't think Loki was trying to to mess up the TVA. I think he just like he, what he thought the Loki would do. The Loki did not do, which is an interesting thing that I want to come back to. Is mm. it, he was completely wrong about what this Loki? He thought this Loki would be, you know trying to capture them here and instead that's later on like they that loki had another uh plan in store for them so and uh i, I will try to remain I, I, like i said I, i'm gonna try to remain positive but i'm also going to be honest and i think the the scene where where he is trying to like uh basically give his stall, theory to yeah. yeah stall or give or uh I'll just say this. I think this episode is way too wordy. Like this scene and there are a couple other scenes coming up. I, I just thought there was a lot of, and I had to complain about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I know this makes me look like uh, maybe I have like a short attention span. Maybe that's the case. Um, 
With that being you said, you have a short attention span. Meanwhile, I didn't finish Captain in the Wild, Falcon in the Winter Soldier because I didn't fucking care. And yeah. maybe this is where we disagree because I think I am like movies, all of it. I like dialogue. Like I am, I'm a storyteller. Like that's where I, I can do without action. I would rather have good dialogue, good banter between characters. And so maybe that's why I'm more, uh, more on board with this. Well, but I think back to the first episode. I mean, like the courtroom scene, for instance, there was like four or five instances where like I was super compelled, but also laughing at the same time. Like, mm. like I, I felt like the episode, the first episode just did a way better. Like I do, I'm down for dialogue scenes. If you're going to like completely rock it, you know, I think I, maybe this, that's my thing. I think the Renaissance fair was not it for me. Cause I agree with you. It was like a weird getting back into it, but once it was just over and once we got TV, you know, once we got into the TVA, you got more Morbius and Loki playing off each other. I got back into it. Once we got there, I didn't mind the dialogue, but I agree with this. This was a weird, I think it's there to set up Loki and set up like the idea of like that whole, like he goes long winded to stall for time. Like, I think that's was important at the end and also going to be important coming you know, for just learning more about Loki's traits. Well, I liked I like this scene for for a couple of reasons. One, I, I like that we're seeing not that I like it happening to them, but I like that we're seeing a little more violence in these episodes where everything, like the first two episodes I watched of, of Falcon and the episodes of Wandavision, felt very tame in comparison to what's going on here, and I like that. I like that this is you know if you got hit upside the head with Captain America's fucking shield your neck would snap and that's what i like about these is that this is really showing that like you know somebody's gonna die right now and and it's gonna be squishy and it's gonna be gross i also like that we get another fight scene but it's not the same he kidnaps what is it c20 um i've also chosen my number down here which would be a24 um because of course and uh i i feel like we we got sort of evolution i i saw them take the sort of reset charges and I don't think that was something I noticed the first episode. And so I was like, oh, thank you, exposition in this fight scene. Thank you so much. And and I do agree that it's a little wordy. There's a little moments where, like, I'm so tired of, like, the captain, we need to get out of here. Like, like I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so bored by, like, a dialogue, piece of dialogue you've heard, like, a thousand times before in different in different events. But I do like that we basically see that, like, at, at this moment in time, Loki wasn't smart enough to catch on to other Loki's plan. And then as we see him working towards it, we do sort of have faith in him that he is smart enough to figure this shit out. Um, also, Tommy, I think you keep calling him Morbius, which is killing me. Um, like a combination of Morpheus and Mobius that is absolutely incredible. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'll do I've heard this a few times. There's another podcast I was listening to that they they said Morbius as well, and I, I guess that I don't exactly know who that is. There's an upcoming movie called Morbius. It's, that's what it is. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah, he's because there is a character in Marvel called Morbius. Uh, oh, that's so stupid! A, Why would you name two yeah. characters one letter off? This is like on Game of Thrones when it was like Asha and Osha or something like that. And I was like, man, <laughs> fuck George R. R. Martin. Yeah, he's played by Jared Leto, and he's going to be, and it's essentially a vampire s character is is what Morbius. So that's why <laughs> I apologize to our listeners. I mean Morbius. No, it's okay. Morbius. It was making me laugh. I was thinking of Morpheus the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else on uh, the Oshkosh scene? Because I'm excited. Uh, this is this is probably one of my more favorite parts of the episode. Is highlight number two. Um, I was TVA. Say, 
Yes. You know how many bitches are going to be cosplaying as, as variant Loki at fucking Comic-Con when we come back? All you got to do is get a brown jacket and put the I'm word variant on the back. I'm all it's going to be it. out of so, cool. Yeah, or I'm, I'm ready for all the Miss Minutes that we're going to get because this Miss Minute tutorial thing cracked me up. Oh, I'm list. getting a Miss Minutes tattoo and it's not even. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Like, I loved the line in, in, right in this of... Uh, like, are you recording or are you like really there? And she's like, both. Like, you know, it yeah. is. Yeah. So, so highlight number two is TVA Loki, and this is just basically I, I want to talk about like he's now like basically a member of. He gets his own jacket, right? Um, and he's he's like he's part of the office. He's like kicking his feet up on the desk like he belongs, talking to Miss Minutes and going to like board meetings and stuff. Um, I will say this is one of my favorite things about the show. The color schemes in this episode were really reminiscent. Like they're just, I mean, it's like the the tainted orange and the dark browns. Like it's very like there was a scene where Loki's standing there with his jacket and the backdrop basically matches him. And it's so beautiful. It's like there's so much thought put into like the color and the and the set design of this show. And it's it's reminiscent, it's like the same appreciation I have for like a Wes Anderson movie and how much thought is put into their colors. Now, it makes me wonder, though, because the TVA, um, I, I might even be jumping ahead, maybe closer towards my theory, but maybe this is just a hint. But the TVA is like, their colors are very dark and and dour, right? Uh, it's a lot of uh, like dark greens and browns. And I don't think that that's a good sign. If I know my colors, I, I don't know that I trust this organization, right? Um uh... So yeah, That's I gave you a lot to chew on there. Police department, uh, detective. You got your browns, but no, it's actually a good. You, you think that the people who have tasers and just zap people away from the timeline at free will and wear black body armor are the bad guys? And follow a group of people. And follow a group of people we have not seen. We have no idea who these follow random cult step- leaders. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hot take, well, Michael. <laughs> yeah. This look is like very metropolis. I don't want to say it's art deco because everybody says everything is art deco, but there is like this sort of beauty in the um the sort of gold and silvers that they're really playing with. I love that whoever does like the production designer, when you look at this series, it takes so much work, right? All the paper, the little computers that they're operating off of. All of the like very detailed text on like the outlines of the apocalyptic event and all the the paperwork you could probably really look at and it would have details in that for you. And I think again, people don't talk enough uh, as about production design in terms of its importance in filmmaking and how it can make or break something. And I think that while like we love the production design in WandaVision, right? Oh my god, it looks like Malcolm in the Middle. Crazy. This is so complicated because it's so densely packed with with things and, and like even the design and the club bluey like bubble gum like it, it's so good and this person really outdid themselves with like the whole like art team. Yeah, and I mean it it also feels anytime they get into like the space or anything that's like kind of supernatural, I I feel like they always tend to lean on Kirby's old like uh, artwork like the way uh jack kirby like would draw and like this gives me that kind of vibe um that i like and i enjoy that kind of stuff uh and yeah the bubble gum and that was cool too like i i don't think i mentioned in the first episode but like that's based on like in the comics they would have advertisements for gum like that like blue gum that changed your mouth and like that was a cool nod to that kind of world 
Um, they've also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, the TVA has been doing this thing uh, they've been doing with, with the TVA, which is they always eat these like discontinued snacks. Like all this, the food in the place is all discontinued throughout history. It's like Co- Costa Soda he's drinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. It was Boca or something, but like not. It was B O K K A. I think was the name of the the food or something someone was eating at one point in this episode. Yeah, I love but, that Casey doesn't know what a fish is, but they have snacks. So it's like, couldn't you feasibly imagine that if this is a, a society where they do need snacks, that like fish would come up at some point in time? Nobody's microwaved a fish dinner in this office microwave here at the TVA. I doubt it. I think there must be something up with either Casey or in general, like where these beings come from. Like uh, that has not been discussed, like what they are exactly. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, there's one little, I, I think this kind of fits into uh, TVA Loki here um, because in his first little meeting with like, uh, with like the troop and, and uh, Mobius, they're talking about other variants of Loki, right? And this this brings me to like my my first question, right? We see like a Viking Loki, we see like a Hulk type Loki. Um, Tommy, where are these Lokis from? What, what who are they? Well, they're different. There's something happened. They caused different multiverses, and they were the variants that came from those those multiverses at the time. But are there multiverses yet? They get rid of them. So they they the variants create those multiverses, and then the the TBA. I see. So at some it. point, like the Loki that we had, like maybe it was like two hundred years ago in Loki's life, he like sails off with Vikings and becomes a, a Viking, and that's like a variant. So that 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 would be his natural transformation into becoming another variant, and then at that point they stop him. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I, I get behind that. Yeah, because. Um, what I love Sorry. is just like that Loki's an escape artist, right? He's always trying to break out of whatever's going on. And so that's what he does. He tries to break out of the TVA. He tries to break out of his chains when he's, you know, in the end game slash uh, whatever the movie's called. And then he like, uh, he's trying to break out in the timeline too, in all these past events. I, I quite enjoyed this sort of like character customization reel of Loki. Yeah, I liked the, and it, I think it just leads to the variants were different because I think that was a question people coming in is like is I think what you're asking Michael which, uh, which is like if there's no other multiverses would they look differently or would they just all look like Loki and I think right. that's the thing is I think they are different or they're from before the sacred timeline that's another theory right like we don't know exactly but I'm leaning towards the something caused those variants that went off uh, they snuck away before. The TBA could destroy them, or they did, and they just you know logged it like, oh, this is the Hulk Loki, you know. Okay, right, I'll take that as an answer, and because uh, it was because I think maybe that's my big thing because I feel like if you were to tell me at this point in the timeline, multiverses are everywhere. There's different timelines, you know. There's not one sacred timeline. I feel I feel like whenever we talk about the sacred timeline, that's when I start to get confused because like, and then you're telling me like. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's confusing to me. And I think it's... because it, because when you open the multiverse, like I've said before, anything is possible. And then at that point, you can basically explain anything away by saying, uh, "Oh, there, well, it's the multiverse." Like you can just 
No, and, and that's out. the thing. I think it's supposed to be confusing because I don't think something is lining up. And I think yeah. exactly – I think there is something they're not telling us or something. Again, I'll say this. All the variants of Loki that we saw in that slideshow, they did look like Tom Hiddleston. It wasn't an entirely different person. That's something to know. Um, mm. There are multiple things I think they're setting up. And uh, I, I think there is – Something we're not being completely told or or everyone's being tricked is my think. You think uh, that the writers are hiding stuff from us? I know. Shocking. Uh, okay. Do you guys have anything else on TVA Loki? Any other highlights? Yeah, I mean, like we said, the Miss Minute was great. I think him just like struck. Like, again, he has this charm of like he's a big CEO and he's just like he, he's basically their intern. And I love like seeing him at this like level of this like he is trying to find a way to to make something of himself and there's just it's not a he's he's climbing he's trying to at least another another great thing is that like he read everything right he's so like we i think we see loki getting shit on so much in the marvel universe and this is a great indicator of like he does read everything he is pretty smart he is obtaining as much knowledge as he can obviously for different purposes but he is trying his best to learn everything and like he's not a total moron love it Loki, not a total moron <laughs> yeah no not his big moron. thing is his big thing is his ego like he is one yeah. of the smartest people his problem is he he his hubris is not you know he he gets caught very much by by his flying too close to the sun and all that jazz he hates the idea that there's a version of himself that's better you know and that that's hilarious because i'd probably oh, yeah. be the same way yeah. I mean, I, I think maybe that's human nature. Yeah. Or, or it'd be weird to just imagine that there's another version of you in general. Um, so we'll move on to uh, highlight number three. Uh, and this was a new character we got introduced here. And Tommy, I know there's some comic book stuff maybe you can fill us in with. Uh, yeah. With the Renslayer. What, Ravana, is that is that it? Yeah, so we actually saw we saw her as the judge in the first episode. Oh, okay, that's right. And yeah. she's back. And it kind of seems like she's kind of runs things for the timekeepers that's which makes me a little leery of her like this whole thing of like she speaks for the timekeepers but we don't ever see the timekeepers like that's strange and i don't know uh yeah she's definitely connected with king the conqueror that's her big thing in the comics um but she does work through the tba and all this stuff you know all most of this lines up it's a little different but uh i'm intrigued to see what they do with her i feel like there's more the fact she showed up again makes me feel like there's she's going to be a part of unraveling the TVA. Mm -hmm. I like her. She's a great actress too. She's doing a really good job. A perfect mix of like, if you didn't say that, I would have been like, Oh, she's probably a good guy. I mean, what, you know, what else is going on with her? But you know, a little bit of the darkness in there. Great performance so far. Yeah. And I, th I love to like, there's hints of some chemistry between her and, uh, Mobius, like, did anyone? Else, like, yeah, like, I was getting like some like flirty vibes there. <laughs> Maybe they're like past lovers, right? And they're just uh, trying to. What if we it. watched Owen Wilson kiss? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> That's what I'm here to bring to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that would be great. If, uh, do you think, okay, do you think Mobius deserves to have the things from his missions in his office? They had that argument about her having all the trophies. If he does all the work, he should get it, right? 
I guess that comes down to because this this is kind of the question with Casey and everybody, right? Because they were created to perform a task, and the task. I mean, they're basically like their whole existence is almost slave-like, right? Because uh, it doesn't seem like like they were made to do this, and that's the only thing that they do. And so I guess that gets into the like it are first of all, all are they actual human beings with like a consciousness and they understand pain and sadness and all that kind of stuff? And then if not, I mean like if they're just like uh like I don't I wouldn't even know they're just like uh like a composite of mist that that looks like a person and they complete tasks, then I would think it's okay to take his trophies. But if it's a human being, then we should have some other conversations. There's no what way about other What about other species? Yeah, you're really you're really throwing out every other species in the Marvel universe. Only human beings are the ones that you care about. I see you, Michael. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I, I it like it seems weird. Like Casey is like he doesn't give me person vibes, right? He like I said, he sits by a desk. Like I, I think there's more going on with all of them. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. They're definitely like created like. Like, you know, like, um, oh God, I can't think of like the movie reference right now. Almost like a, like a, a Blade Runner where they just like pop out and they're just like wet and it's like, welcome to humanity. <laughs> like that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, there is, I don't know. I kind of want to maybe dive into some theories here because I feel like a lot of mine do revolve around uh, Renslayer. And because I, I agree with you, Tommy, I don't trust her. And the way that she's talking, and it's almost like, uh, it almost is kind of like a cult in that like you're promised all of these great things. And I don't think that they're ever going to come. I don't think, my theory is, I don't think that there are timekeepers. Is that crazy? Uh, I think there are timekeepers. Are they what they're presenting us to? No. I don't think it's these three giant statue figures. Like, I don't think that's... I think there's going to be another shoe that drops with it. Maybe so you're she's, saying Kang the Conqueror? Maybe. Maybe. Are we too crazy to jump there yet? No. I, I'm with... I, I only brought... The, I only... Like, I'm going down this path on purpose. You're, believe... you're just following the predetermined path that Michael has set for you to follow to go down to just make him look like a genius. There's no free this is all, here, man. Yeah. This is, we've already talked about this before. The podcast has already been created. We're just following the plan that the timekeepers gave us. Yeah. Uh, the timekeepers knew, I would say this, uh, uh, peanut butter, jelly, bananas. <laughs> they knew. They knew already. Yeah. Peanut butter oh. and banana sandwiches, delicious. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll 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 put a pen on that. We'll come back to some theories. Let's go to highlight number four, and this is the library scene, and we kind of touched on it a little bit. We 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 get some research here, and the uh, this scene. Uh, look, another. I, I, so the, for this scene, it was a lot more functional than some of the others, and maybe the others will become functional later on when more stuff is revealed. But for this one, we got to see why he was doing something and then what he figured out. And then we got to see the payoff. So I didn't mind it as much, but I did think the library scene, again, it was there was a bunch of scenes kind of like this that was just like, there wasn't a whole lot of intrigue for me. I don't know. It feels, and maybe this is, I've just, 
assume that Loki is going to be a cop show and like a detective show. That's the vibe. Like it gave me this gave me like monk vibes or psych yeah. or any of those. Like that's the the feeling of like, oh, now he's going off on his own and he's gonna discover something and then go back to his partner and like so maybe that's why I'm liking is like I like shows like Psych and I like shows like that where it's like this comedic detective who done it kind of thing. Um I love the interaction with the secretary. The fact she did not care about Loki whatsoever was so funny to me. Uh, and also, like, I, I don't know, I think it was a little touching with the, I think he has emotion, like the whole Ragnarok and reading how many people. Again, it's hard for me to trust Loki. Every time I think I'm, like, they're showing me this stuff, but I'm like, it's Loki. I have to remember, that. just like uh, Mobius says, like, I have to remember this is Loki and I cannot trust him as much as he's making me feel like I should trust him. You can't trust the guy who is trying to find out the all the information there ever is to know about the creation of time or the end of time. I don't understand it, Tommy. You can't trust him. So <laughs> what did what did Lo, was it? I can't remember if Loki or or uh, Mobius said it, but uh, I actually I think it was Loki. He said no no bad person is ever really bad, and no good person is ever really good. And I think that that's kind of the thing. I mean, there you go. There's your foreshadowing, baby. Exactly. I, well, and that's and, also Loki's whole MO. It's like Loki doesn't, Loki does what is best for Loki and he wiggles around the, he will help whatever side gets him to where he needs to get. That's his whole existence. But but there's two things. So that there's there's that line that, that leads me to believe that, that I think that he does, at least he has good intentions for what he's going to do. And then number two, the show's called Loki, so I feel like he has to be our hero. And like, I, I don't feel like, like even if he does have a card up his sleeve, like I think it's going to turn out okay. And I think for right now, the TVA is being led to believe is like these all good do-gooders in the universe, and they're the ones that seem good, and they're not always going to be good. And Loki, who's been like the villain of the Avengers movies, he is the one to set up be bad. And as he said, he's not really going to be bad. So. Don't I will say just kids. just because it's titled Loki, we thought that was WandaVision, and I don't know if Wanda was the hero at the end yeah, of fair that. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> nah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. I think that the story of Loki, right, is that he he was running away. He's running away from his own death right now, in a way, right? Because he saw his death televised. And um, I think Alex had some great points in the last episode. Um, and and he's running away from death. He's running away from his own demise. And like Alex pointed out, he, he died to save Thor. And like, I don't think Loki at this point in time would have expected himself to do that, but there you go. A bad person is not always bad. You know, I guess Thanos was trying to save the world by killing half the world, whatever. But at the same time, uh, this ruling authority that says there's only one timeline that can exist in a way they're almost killing more people than Thanos right because there are all these multiverses ensured they're at war with each other but like you're basically hindering all of these potential outcomes from happening and who's to say that you're the one to do that I know I'm, I'm very excited to see Loki just go in and be like Man, fuck you guys. Fuck you three tall ass motherfuckers. Why'd you make so many statues to yourself? Well, and I don't think he the like, guy I, I don't think he even cares what they're doing. I think it's more he's looking yeah. for any like you said, his back is against the wall. It's either death or or death from the TVA. And so he's looking for what's plan C. And I don't think he cares who gives it to him. Timekeepers, yeah. TVA, or or the variant uh, uh Loki that we see at the end. 
he was willing to work with her because he just he wants something. He has nothing at this point. He has nothing to go back to that he is looking for that other uh, the exit route for him. Mm-hmm. Fair points. I don't. I, I don't have. <laughs> I don't have a lot more to say. On the we get it, Michael. Harder. You don't like the show. Oh my god. <laughs> I said and you hate the libraries. We get it, Michael. You hate that, libraries. That was a piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, I actually do hate libraries. <gasps> oh my uh, god, I'm gone. Well, I prefer like uh, I prefer I, I do like the silence of a library, but I also prefer like solitude with my silence. Like I don't like that there's other people there with me. Like you I want grab everyone to. Yeah, you like want everyone like every time you show up, they empty out the library. Yeah. You go in. <laughs> that would be cool. I would down be down to have a library to myself. This just in, Michael hates free and public education tools for the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're breaking uh, all the news. This is Michael's uh, I mean, memories. We're like putting him up of all of his. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Are libraries, do, are there still libraries? Yeah. Oh. I live next to one. Okay, all right. I, I thought I could I'll just look at books on my phone. I don't think there's a library near me. Have you ever looked? You've never taken your children to a library? Yeah. Okay, there is a library near me. I just remember. There is a library near me. But okay. uh, Do I need I, to start I reading to books to, to your vote. children, Michael? Because yeah. Do we need to have story time to say? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's We did on. the free book a month club, so... Oh, that's our yeah. They're all free at the library! We <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, go to a location... You you can also like get it pre like pay libraries some libraries. Drones? That's what some, I want to know. Some libraries you can get it delivered, I believe. Okay. You can like hey, get it. I'll look into it. Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh library hater here. Moving on to <laughs> highlight number four. Uh is that four or five? Yeah, yeah. Oops. I almost got confused too. It's it's four. <laughs> too many words gone. No, it's five. But, it's five. Okay, I like number five. Actually, it's seven. No. Okay. All right, wrap it up. Uh, no, but this is uh, the next highlight is the Doomsday Hopper, and actually, I really did like this concept. I, I, this is one of the things like this is an original time traveling mechanic that made sense to me. So I loved yes. it. I love the idea that that they could go back to a disaster. They could do whatever they want within that disaster, and it doesn't matter because it's all going to get destroyed. I love and that. And I love how Loki figured it out too. Like I did like the thought of like, this is something he would do. He's like, it makes complete sense is they're not going to care about anything that happens because it's going to all get destroyed. Anyways, that timeline, that, that period is gone. So it doesn't, it, it's a mistake in their, in their, you know, whatever in their, in their plan. And so, yeah, I love this. I loved when he went there and, and Mobius was like, yeah, like play it like maybe start with something really small. We don't know what's gonna happen. And Loki just goes off, starts telling them everything, and starts he starts throwing things at these yeah. poor town people. He's like and letting like, the goats free. Yeah. And let me tell you, I thought I was like, what is he doing? He's just gonna attract attention. And then I realized what he was doing, and I was like, Oh, he's proving a point. Also, okay, Michael, you said earlier, you know, what what disaster would we wanna be at? Uh, this is just the fucking Magic Tree House books, okay? Yeah, yeah, it's been done before Loki, so you're not special. They were I on the Titanic. Thought about, I thought about the Magic Tree House <laughs> books as well. I love those. Uh, and yeah, those kids it is... saw a lot of shit. Those kids saw a lot of traumatic events. They should not have grown up well. I, and I don't understand. 
I'm surprised they never tried to make a live series for that, or even an animated series. To be oh, it's honest. Oh, because you want them to talk to people who are going to die on the Titanic and then be like, "All right, see you later, buddy." Like, <laughs> wasn't there Wishbone? Didn't they do that on Wishbone? Didn't Wishbone they read books and then they imagine they were in the time periods? Yeah, but did Wishbone go to the Titanic? Let me Google. Probably <laughs> Google Wishbone Titanic. I love Wishbone. Uh, Magic Trails, so it is a little morbid. I, and I do remember specifically because one of my favorites was very similar to this event. It might have been the same event. I don't know. I but, remember this one, the Pompeii. Yeah, yeah I remember. I loved, uh, I sadly loved Pompeii. That, I don't know. Anything with Pompeii intrigues me. Uh, yeah, I thought this was good. And uh, where would I be in the Doomsday? Probably like, I don't know. It would go to Antarctica with like global warming. I'd hang out with some polar bears and do some stuff with like me and the polar bears. We'd start like a like a quartet, and we'd sing songs on. That's Antarctica. a very long term disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. I have so much time. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, and this is gonna sound. I'll go back to my roots. I'll go to the Irish potato famine because look, I know shit was rough, but you're telling me I could just eat potatoes all the time. I'm in. Like hash potato. browns, french fries, potato chips, dandelion soup. That was a big thing, too. Yeah, there you go. I'm in. Probably I'll take good. it. Uh, I'll probably take, and I know I don't want to like, I don't know if any listeners have experienced a tsunami, so I'm with you. Uh, I feel your pain if you have. But I, with that being said, of all these disasters, I think a tsunami would be probably more fun than I'm a big, <laughs> I'm a big wave guy. Like, I don't start, you know, how, how long classic do you stay? tsunamis. Jesus. Yeah, how long do you stay in the like when do you when do you pull a button? Like what it's like ch- like chicken. When do you like is the tsunami like coming and it's almost hitting you and then you're like, all right, peace, and then you hit your time travel to escape? Like when do you when do you leave? I, I, I mean I think the idea the ideal is like to be in like a tall building where you're safe from the initial wave and then you could like go down and swim in the streets and then Hang out I, I, I am begging you to look at one video of what the yeah. after I know, I know, it's horrible. Like, I don't know if you know what a tsunami is. You're asking to pick my favorite tsunami. You're asking to pick my favorite I might go on the Titanic. Maybe I'll be like Magic Treehouse. Maybe oh. I'll go hang out on the Titanic. Uh, but, like, yeah. the, Loki, I will say, like, he was smart for figuring this out, but also, like, he should have known this was a trap. The minute they said, like, oh, the gum, the, uh, the variant is pointing to where what pocket dimension. I'm like, yeah, she is pointing to it. Why are you falling into this trap? I mean, I guess you have no other lead. Like, you have to follow it because you have no other choice. But um, when they figured out that the gum led to the, the specific, uh, you know, the specific doomsday that they were looking for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we can dive into that next because that's our next highlight here. Highlight number six. It's uh, Rock's cart. That that is our like. Uh, it's like a, I guess it's like a futuristic Walmart, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I have a bone. How okay. big is this grocery store that Loki and the variant can have a very loud conversation and none of the other time cops can hear them? No one's running, coming. Like I guess they were running, but like. They were running for a long time then. How big is this place? Tommy, Tommy, I'll stop you right there. Have you ever been to a Walmart in Tennessee? Because I have. And let me tell you, they're fucking enormous. But you don't think <laughs> you it's could genuinely quiet? kill someone and not get caught in there. You don't think if it's completely quiet, you can't hear like Loki shouting off in the distance, even though it's huge. Yeah, but you have all those annoying people who are crying because they're about to die from a hurricane in the in that room. Yeah. So you cannot hear it. Jesus. Oh, I, yeah, I do live in 
I do live in Tennessee. There are big, there are big WalMarts. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I I, I mean, it, if you were on the, you had to be like on the opposite corner. It might be tough to hear somebody. Um, yeah. But with that, uh, one of my favorite parts when they're like preparing for this mission, they're like in their little uh, pre 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 storm huddle, and uh, Hunter is like uh, she's like describing the rocks cart as if it's like they're about to breach a castle or something. They're like it's. It's a superstore with many different sections. There's a warehouse. And I'm like, you're just like describing like a grocery store. Hunter's great. Nothing bad. I got nervous for, for her for a second. And I got, because she cracks me up. Like, it's so good. And yeah, uh, the, whole, the whole like fight for who gets to be with Loki too between her and Mobius. <laughs> Why is so she good. going with Loki alone? Like, like. I'm sorry. You gotta like take a buddy, you know. Like she doesn't trust want... anyone else. She listen. She's the. She believes in herself. She has confidence that she could take out Loki on her own. Yeah, confident queen. We love it. Yeah, she's got that rod. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, breaking it down like we see very early on that like <clears throat> Loki, the the variant Loki has been. Uh, using some sort of like almost like what Loki did in Avengers, the mind control thing, like like a like a hex to control these, be inside of these people, um, and speaks in, inside of Hunter. Uh, I thought this was fun, like the different people and like the jokes and like when the big uh, motorcycle guy shows up and Loki's like, I prefer uh, whatever what was the guy's name, the the regular shopper Greg or something. He's like, I prefer <laughs> I prefer Greg. Like, oh yeah, him was he Randy? I think what Randy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I like the initial and, and shopper they, they oh, find. Yeah. He's like, uh, uh, like, why are you shopping during a hurricane? He's like, it's a hurricane sale. Azalea's a fifty percent off. That was like, yeah, the that best. was great. But all, I love, man. Imagine like getting to to act against Tom Hiddleston playing Tom Hiddleston, and like you just get to do, like that is the role of a lifetime in many ways. Where and I have to say this. I thought that it's a genius move to basically not have it's like, you know, Loki versus Loki. I know we're going to hide the faces and stuff, but like how fucking boring would it have been if this was just a confrontation with like the Loki in a costume with that stupid voice? Like it's really sort of interesting storytelling. Like you said, Michael, about the sort of doomsday hopping before. It's really, really good storytelling from this point onward of like, here's an interesting idea that makes sense that is smart and understandable and here's the execution of it and here's more storytelling elements that are really good. Yeah. So I love, I think that like, look, maybe, you know, I, and I'm never 100% sold on Marvel until it's over, but I, I'm really sold because you're telling the story so effectively in ways that I don't think WandaVision really did. Yeah. And it's great to see like Loki once again, like he is trying everything to get this variant to trust him. And like the variant's just like, listen, I don't need you. Like, I'm just like, I listen to your pitch. It's not a good pitch. I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, and now you've just helped me waste time because you've sat here talking to me this whole time. So one of, one of the scenes here that um, we'll, we'll dive deeper into this variant because I got a lot to say. So uh, one, one thing that uh, kind of confused me and I watched it twice and I wanted to especially pay attention to this because I still didn't get it. And I know, again, something is going over my head. I'm not blaming the show. Tommy, I, I want you to set the record straight here because I don't. OK, so they have these like these reset time grenades. I forget what they call them. But uh, basically, uh, this variant has many of these. Right. What 
do you do you know what I'm asking? I I, I don't know what's going on. What happened? What what was she doing with these? I think her plan was a to take out like the TVA that was there. Um, she got well. That was another big thing we found out. The the one that was the time cop that she took earlier told everyone that she told the variant where the TVA is, how to get there. Right. Um, I don't know if she's using this to boost or get the TVA more. It's like maybe like a, a distraction to get the TVA to send more people so she can collect more things. I don't know. Um, I think it was again, to wipe out the TVA that was there. It's probably going to create a giant chaotic thing. I think she's trying to coax the timekeepers out. Maybe. I don't know. I think there's other things, but she, there's a plan that we aren't privy to yet. And I think that's okay. We're not privy to it. Okay. Uh, well, I, and I understand your question, Michael, because it's like, yeah, if this reset charges, if these, if this charge goes off, what is it resetting? How is it affecting the timeline in a way that it's splitting in so many directions? I imagine they're going to explain it better in the next episode, but yeah, if you're asking me to like explain it to you, I fucking can't, but I will say that I think it is an interesting idea of like they're getting outsmarted at every turn. And that's what you kind of want in a villain is somebody who is way smarter. And we need Loki to rise to the challenge of outsmarting this villain um, to save yeah. the day. And and I don't, again, I, like, yeah, like I don't know her plan, but what I think it's going to do, I think it's going to start the multiverse. I think this is the multiverse of madness. I think this is how it gets created is all these bombs going off. Um, and yeah, I think Loki needs to step up. I think it's hard because like again, something else that was mentioned here, Loki says, I wouldn't treat myself like this, right? There is multiple references to it. I have a theory and we'll get into it in the next part. But yeah, like it's like, I, I think what I do like is compared to Falcon and the Winter Soldier and even WandaVision, we didn't know the villains until like very late. We're, we're getting it up front. We're, we're at least getting someone to like actively root against who's actually doing things that are impacting our characters right off the bat. We didn't get that from the Flag Smashers. We didn't get that from uh, Agatha because we didn't know who she was until episode six or so, you know. So I'm, I like what the show is doing with this Loki variant. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead. Let's let's talk about it. We're dancing around the topic here. Highlight number seven is Lady Loki, which uh, I, and again I have questions, but um, I want to start off with what I like. I, I like this concept. Um, I, I feel like it's different because I know we've kind of talked about in the past, like um, uh, whether whether it be like uh, this person's the Black Captain America or this person's the Lady Thor, right? Uh, right. She why, why aren't they individualized heroes rather than like the like the the second to the white man, right? Right. Um, but with that being said, I I get a different vibe from this situation, um, in that I, I feel first of all she has a completely different set of powers, um, and I also I because again I have questions and I don't exactly understand, and again I, I don't think anybody does at this point, but I don't actually understand where she came from or how she makes any sense because again it's the same question I have with the other variants in the past, like okay they're not from another multiverse, so they must just be from the past and they like they're like a different mutation of what the current Loki is. But obviously I don't think that this is, uh, unless Loki transitioned, which I, I don't mind, but, uh, they don't look alike at least. So, yeah, very interesting. 
Yes. Oh, Tommy, I'm sorry. Do you have something you want to share with the class? <laughs> no, you, you can go first, and then I'll come in with I'll, I'll come in with my theory because Lady Loki has a lot to do with my. Yeah, theory. what do you think of Lady Loki, Naomi? Uh, loved it. You know, it, I was sitting there and I was like, hmm, who is this gonna be? Is it gonna be like, I don't know, like Mark Ruffalo under that hood? You know, like what's gonna happen? And I was like, oh, I don't know who this could be. What this reveal could be. And then it was like uh, Lady Loki with a, a nice little bob haircut. And I was like, fuck, yes. Whatever this is, I'm in. And I think it's like you basically like Loki is trying to find himself in this villain. And he's trying to find the person that he's trying to outsmart. And I think this is a great sort of loop that he's thrown for of like, I don't know who the fuck this person is and I'm very shook right now and I I liked it a lot I thought it's a really fun development it reminds me kind of of um in Scott Pilgrim where it's like seven evil actors and then it's like oh because <laughs> one of them's Mae Whitman and it's like oh oh shit I didn't see that coming and I loved it I, I'm I'm really excited another really good storytelling device that is like I want to come back to the next episode it isn't just like the WandaVision sort of like oh it's a a red helicopter. Ooh, you know, like this was interesting. Thank you. Uh, All right, Tommy, let's hear it. What do you got for us? So, you know, last week I came on here and I called my shot at Lady Loki and you think I should just be satisfied. And I should just, I was actually talking to Alex and he was like, uh, from last week and he was like, Tommy, you were right. Just like, because I was telling him my theory and he's like, just accept it. I'm like, no. Because it was too easy. I think I was wrong. I don't think it's Lady Loki. I'm going back. I was, everyone's like, oh, you were right, Tommy. No, I'm wrong. Because I think it is someone else. I think this is a trap. I think Marvel, I think Lady Loki wants us to think it's Lady Loki. And anyone listening right now, if you want to, like, I'll say this. If you want to let the show take you where it's going to go. If you don't want to be spoiled of where I really confidently feel like it's going, skip ahead, like, 10 minutes maybe five minutes because like i I don't want to ruin it for people but i had this theory and i've now the internet has kind of backed me up a little bit because of a snafu that marvel has made but uh i believe that lady loki is not lady loki at all there was references like i said first of all her i know i'm really building out the suspense uh her powers were not uh she used a lot of mind control uh and and spell type things and we see loki can do stuff like that but it still wasn't his style i making, know where you're going it's agatha yep it's agatha <laughs> yeah. no making mention of like lo- another loki would not treat a loki like this mention of don't call me by that name i think this is enchantress i think this is enchantress and i think that um it is pretend she is pretending to be a lady loki or she is the lady loki and they're going to transition into uh enchantress and i think it was a nod to the comic book people kind of like bringing in ralph boner and wandavision i think it's that sort of thing where it's like oh we're going to make you think it's this thing and then we're going to divert it i feel confident on this and the i like i said i was already feeling it based on the hints they gave in the episode and then marvel made a mistake when they did the foreign credits and I can't remember where, but they listed this character, not variant, which is what we got. They listed the character by the name Sylvie. If you know the comics, Sylvie is a name that Enchantress goes by in the comics. It makes 
a lot of sense. Um, the blonde hair on her also very like that's more enchantress than than even Lady Loki. Uh, that is where I am putting my chips in. I would love for it to just be Lady Loki. I know there was rumors Enchantress was going to be in Thor Love and Thunder as like a secondary villain. Um, I thought she was going to show up in Ragnarok because like they had the executioner and, and their storylines are pretty uh, co-mingling in that. So yeah, that's my thoughts. She's cute. That's my thought. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't read a single comic book. So my thought is she's cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm not aware of Enchantress, but uh I'm down her, for it. Yeah, her big now, thing, she's definitely involved with like Loki of like Loki and her teamed up many times to try to like stop Thor and like their storylines are coexist. Um she, her whole thing is like she's basically in love with Thor, but Thor never gives her the time of day. Uh then Executioner was in love with her and usually would be like hit her meat puppet to do whatever, you know, like she would he would be like the the one that would go out and be her enforcer. Uh, and right. really, she was just always trying to get to Thor was her, her motivation. So here's here's what I think now that you said that. I think that the Enchantress has done, like, uh, you know how like, Don Draper in Mad Men, spoilers, just, like, puts on a different dog tag and suddenly he's Don Draper and he's not uh, whatever his fake name or his original name is, right? Dick Whitman. Uh, that's what I think has happened here. Enchantress just, like, it was like, okay, Loki's dead. I'm just going to put this cape on and now I'm Loki. Like, oh, surprise. Like, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm like. I'm leaning towards Enchantress, and I, I know having that tidbit it helps me feel a little bit more confident. Maybe that's I don't trust anything Marvel at this point. Maybe Marvel did that leak just to throw people off the scent too. Who knows? They, they're as untrustworthy as Loki is. This is an anti-Marvel interview podcast, by the way. We've been burned too many times. We don't look at interviews. We don't listen to quotes from the writers or directors or producers or actors or anything. We don't trust or buy anything. You're all liars. Yeah. So. But, Michael, what do you think of that? Like, I know you don't know Enchantress, but do you do you still feel confident as Lady Loki based on what they're giving us? Um... Yeah, because it doesn't – again, that would make me feel better about my confusion of, like, where does Lady Loki come from? Like, how is this possible? Because, again, if there was the multiverse, then I'd say, okay, it was just another – like, there's infinite multiverses. There's always – there's there's infinite Lady Lokis even. So, yeah. Well, um, why else would they show us the other Lokis that all look like Tom Hiddleston? I like I think it is supposed to show that yeah like there is something off there and I think the things you're having issues with is because of that and I think like it being I mean that's why I'm rooting that way because I it will, it will help you sleep at night Michael that if it is not a, a lady Loki but a new character all, all together so let me go into my theory a little bit here um so, since we're on the topic and because I do I do think that there is a path where like a lot of the stuff may starts to make sense I, I would like to think that, okay, first of all, there are no timekeepers. I, I do think that if, if I'm so hesitant to say this stuff because it, it's so bold um, and, and we've I gone down. I think women like, shouldn't be allowed to be Lokis is what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is dangerous territory. Just huh? really pivot hard no, into no, it. No, no. Uh, okay, but there have been rumors of Kang the Conqueror Right, Kang the Conqueror has been officially cast. Um, um, Jonathan Majors is playing him. He's going to be in Ant Man Quantum Quantumania. Right, we know this is happening, 
And the weird thing to me always was Quantumania is so far out. It is not like it is not within sight, right? Um, so it's weird to me that they're already announcing casting for that movie, which means I feel like King the Conqueror is going to show up in other properties, and I think this is the one. So I feel like I feel like a lot of and, and I'm gonna it, it's even piggybacks on my Young Avengers thing here a little bit um, because King the Conqueror ties into the Young Avengers, and we've had the build up in these shows with with uh, uh, what are the twins' names, Billy and. Uh, Billy and Tommy. <laughs> you don't even remember? Oh, my. Billy and Tommy. He has well, other get... twins to care about, Tommy. I think First that you're coming is... for the library. Now you're coming for the TVA. And now you're coming for me. Man, man, Michael. You wait till that Twitter blows up. Okay, first of all, my theory is the multiverse already exists. Okay, and, and the branching timelines already exist. Kang the Conqueror wants to keep the sacred timeline in one streamlined event, and and that timeline is the timeline where he is successful at whatever he's trying to do. Right? That that's my like. It's not like they're trying to protect anyone or anything. I, I don't think he went in and stopped Thanos because Thanos wasn't a threat to what he wanted to do. And I, I think that uh, Loki is going to be a threat to Kang the Conqueror. Therefore, that's why they're always stopping Loki. And he wants to continue the streamline of it. And I and I feel like I can back this up because Kang the Conqueror is involved with the Young Avengers. WandaVision has set up the Young Avengers a little bit. Falcon and the Winter Soldier has set up the uh, Young Avengers. The upcoming Hawkeye series has Kate Bishop, who's a Young Avenger. I think all of these shows are coming in to each other. And I think that I don't think that the Young Avengers will be the next Avengers movie. I think Young Avengers will be the next big disney plus tv series with king the conqueror and i think this is where it's starting so i agree with you that i think king the conqueror could show up in some way in this show i don't think he's as involved in the plot as you do i think he's going to be more of a what they've been doing with a lot of these characters in these shows is like they show up for like an episode to kind of introduce them and then they go off and do their thing um, if he shows up, I think I've always kind of seen him being more of a TVA outsider where it's like maybe he worked for the TABA at some point and he like went off, you know, essentially even being um, the thing we talked about last week, the like the time time police that were kind of a little busted. Um, I could see that being his thing, but I don't know. But I agree with you. Kang is the fact that they've announced this so early makes me feel like he might be involved in more of this stuff than we think. And his connection to Renslayer kind of reinforces that theory. And, and the secretivity of the timekeepers also makes me think that there's a bigger man behind the picture. So, yeah. or woman. I could definitely Naomi, see it. Naomi's eyes has, has glazed over since we started talking comic books. So I apologize um, to the listeners who don't care about that as well. My theory here, because here's the overarching theory I have. I mean, Loki's dead, right? And and, and he died in, um, is it, okay, this is so embarrassing. There's Endgame. I, I I messed this up before too. I said Endgame, but he dies in Infinity War. So. Right, Infinity War is is the fighting, and then Endgame is the going back in time. Right. Yes. This is this is how absorbed I and I saw Endgame in theaters. Um. So uh, here's my theory. I think that this show is going to conclusively end the Loki storyline and set up one or two other characters, just like uh you know WandaVision set up Monica and all that stuff. Um. I think that they're going to set up one to two characters that we will care about in the future. Um, and I think that they're going to basically say like, and 
RIP Loki. Shout out to my guy. He did so good, saving the universe, and now he's done. And I think that, like, it's all going to be about sort of the acceptance of death and accepting who you really are and, and you know, maybe what motivates you and what makes you tick. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that because, like, again, I think that one of my biggest issues with Marvel over all time has been that they can't conclude a storyline of a character until, what, Steve Rogers is, like, a thousand years old? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they can never really, like, let a character go. And so uh, that's it. That's and that's I the thing is I, I feel like they still can't let a character go. I would love for them to get rid of Loki. I said that after Endgame. I wanted I want there to be consequences. Um, I think he's going to, like I said, for all intents and purposes, I think he's done in the main storyline. I think he's not going to be involved in that stuff. Uh, maybe Doctor Strange, maybe, but I don't know. I would yeah. rather, I think, could see him taking a role like a timekeeper if we think they're around. Or if, uh, like, I could see him, again, I've said Mephisto before, but, like, some sort of, like, he takes on another job. He's not no longer Loki, but he's now this other being if that makes sense yeah 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 all right so we've kind of we've pounded through uh, some theories here at the end uh we, we've done our seven highlights do you guys have anything else about uh this episode before we move on to recommendations it's wild that next week is going to be the halfway point right like I know. next week is oh the, holy it, shit yeah, it's only Jeez. six episodes, so we're going to be halfway. And I like the speed. I will say the pacing I have liked about this ep- or this show. Like, I have felt that it it feels urgent. Yeah, yeah. like we got we got the problem at the end of the second episode. We got directly to the conflict of that problem in the okay in the second episode. So I I like like when he said the variant is you i pictured that being like an episode four five or six like solution and we got an episode two so i think we have a lot more ground to cover but also again we're keeping it really short and concise which Mm. uh, i think it worked well in wandavision maybe one episode too long um falcon the winter soldier is probably two episodes too long i think that this is going to be the perfect link yeah i think we're going to see everything kind of blow up in the next episode i think we're going to see loki on his own i think the tba my prediction tb is going to fall apart in the next episode and then he's going to try to put everything back together in the last two have his ultimate battle with the other variants is my theories awesome all right so let's move in to recommendations um I don't think we we don't have any nothing nothing crazy in the Marvel Star Wars uh, uh, world as far as news goes. So we'll we'll skip on that this week. But Tommy, what do you got a, a recommendation for us? I do. Uh, I recently, as in just last night, watched. Uh, I, I've been keeping up with the Adventure Time new series on HBO Max. I was a big Adventure Time uh, fan when when the regular series aired. And the new series has been so fun. It's very nostalgic. I'm hoping it may lead to a sequel. That's my hope that like, this is just like, I hope it's not a goodbye. And I think it is, but my hope is like, this will reinvigorate them being like, Oh, like people are still watching this stuff. Uh, Recently, I think in the last week, the newest episode of it, there's four episodes. They promised the first two have been out and the third one, which was the Finn and Jake episode together again was so good. I don't want to say anything because like it goes in so many twists, but it is, the my favorite of of the episodes so far um and they're taking like months breaks in between so it's like it's a big hiatus between them but it is the most nostalgic nostalgic field lots of references to the original show 
Uh, and I think the ending was exactly what I wanted it to be. So I highly recommend that. All right, Naomi, what you got for us? So I've been on a journey recently um, in the past few months. And that journey is discovering, uh, obsessing over, and preaching the gospel of the Korean reality television series, The Genius. And um, I love The Genius to death. I would die for almost every single person on the cast of four seasons. It's perfect. And if you want to join my campaign where I force uh, Michael to finally watch The Genius, you can DM me and help me out. Um, but it's Naomi, so I've, good. I've, I've done that. I've, I rec recommended this as well. And I sent him the links. Michael was like, oh, I'll watch it for sure. Thank you for these links. Oh, oh I, I can't wait to watch. I, I can't be more on board in this recommendation, Naomi. It's so good. The genius changed my life. <laughs> I'm actually and getting it, off here to watch it after we get, we're on uh, season three. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. But here, here's the thing. The, the genius is such a perfect show. Um, everybody around me is sick of hearing me talk about it. But I, I just have to say, if you're a fan of social strategy, if you're a fan of games and manipulation and backstabbing, and I think that like you can take it really slow because you can just enjoy an episode and, and kind of live with it for like a month even. It's so good. I just rewatched season two. So if you want to DM me about who you think is cute from that season, please do. Um, and realistically, I, I think that everybody should watch and check it out. It is, um, it is so innovative in its editing and its techniques. And um, I really want to play uh, a genius org or make a live reality genius game. So that's, that's what's going on. Oh, and, you know, Survivor New York, but most importantly, the genius. All right, guys. So I, I'm, this is like part of me explaining why I don't have time to watch the genius. Because it's not that I have like a life or anything else like that. It's because I watch no, no, no. so much of the crap. I have like a queue of just things that I like have to watch. And, and again, the genius, I'm watching that on my deathbed. So um now, I was going to, so I'm not like an anime guy. I've never really liked, like, I think the only anime I really like got into was the Yu-Gi-Oh show. I didn't even watch Pokemon. Like, I'm just not Naruto. Like, it's just not in my realm. I, my issue a lot of the times, I think some anime, I guess the anime I was exposed to was a little too goofy. It kind of turned me off. I wasn't into it. Um, and this is kind of like uh, recommendation 1.A and then I got 1.B because I wasn't actually going to recommend this because I feel like anybody who watches anime already has watched this show. Uh, and I'm like completely behind and I'm like, just like diving my diving into anime. Um, but attack on Titan is really good. That's not going to be my recommendation. I just wanted to say, oh. that. okay. Uh, just wasting our time. That's fine. You're sneaking in it's double recommendations. We can just do as many. I'm explaining are... why I wasn't picking attack on Titan. All right, guys, this is the new Stark Wars rules are out the window. You can do whatever you want. Here we go. All right. All right. I'll get to my real one. And actually, you're not going to like this either because I've already recommended this before. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm recommending it again. And I wanted to go last here specifically. I specifically asked Tommy and Naomi to go so I could have the last word on this because this show is so important to me. It's so much fun. And the reason I love it, guess what? There's almost no talking scenes and there's no libraries. So I love it. Okay. Oh, so, so it's not it, silent library. It is not silent library. Uh. <laughs> It's called Black Summer on Netflix. It is a zombie TV show. They just dropped the second season. That's why I'm recommending it again, because I think people have to go watch the show. It's so fun. It's fast paced. It's exciting. 
the zombies are like un unlike a lot of different zombies you see in zombie movies. Um, the characters are really fun, and I I haven't finished because it dropped today, season two. I watched the first fifteen minutes before I came on here, and they completely like like you get season one and you think it's one thing and you're set with one group of characters and then season two starts and they basically just flip the entire script on you. And that's the type of show it is. It's constantly like changing. It's fast paced. You never know what's going to happen next. And please watch black summer guys. I need somebody to talk. Literally nobody watches the show. Like there's going to be like the top 10 Netflix things. It's a new Netflix thing. It's not going to be in the top 10 because it wasn't it like it didn't get any love last time, but somehow they have a second season and I need people to watch it. There, I'm off my soapbox. Michael, about what have... I told you to watch Infinity Train to save Infinity Train. <sighs> I'll watch it. That, I don't think Infinity, Infinity Train is good now, right? Like we're no, we're it's good. still it, no. We need to get it back again. It's still on the ledge no, the there. Yeah. I zombie movies give me nightmares, and right now I do nothing but sleep all day, so I can't afford to have nightmares. Um, so okay, Naomi, I'll, I'll put it this way: It's like if the Safdie brothers directed a zombie TV show. Because it's it's not scary. It's more like high anxiety. Like it's because like basically season one is like one long chase sequence. Like they're just running from zombies. Like that's the entire. I don't I don't like that you know me so well that you can be like, but it's Safi Brothers, and you know that I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, wait, hang on. Fuck you. <laughs> if we watch it, will you watch Genius? Before okay, if you both that. you but. So how many seasons of the Genius? Like, what am I diving into here? Watch the first four season. seasons, thirteen episodes each. Watch the uh, watch the first, and I think All right, you well, here's my it. deal. I'll make you a deal. I'm finishing Black Summer. I'm finishing Attack on Titan, and then I'll watch The Genius. Just watch episode one, because here's the thing: you don't even need to watch it all. Because, like you told me, it's such a great. You know, it's a great show. People talk about it all the time. Like I and I, I stormed through it, and now I'm just sitting here knowing everything that happens. And I, you know, sometimes I should savor things a little bit more. And so I'll say, yeah, just watch episode one. Just wait for that final, final moment of the episode and then tell me if you like it, you know? I okay. love all the characters in it, too. I have many favorites, but I don't want to Alexa, say that, Alexa, play Extreme Ways by Moby. Okay, we have gone completely <laughs> off the rails here. It's Look, it's okay to spend uh, 15 minutes on my recommendations, but you guys, listen. Just kidding. I'm the guest, baby. <laughs> yeah, there's no rules. No okay, really speaking, of our, speaking of our guests, we do Naomi Calhoun here. Awesome time having you on. Always is. So I uh, want to give you the platform. You know, tell people where your Twitter. Tell people, like, uh, your <sighs> podcast. Tell people, like, I don't know, do you do live reality games? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, follow me on Twitter. Give me more attention. I need it. I have nothing going on in my life. But... More importantly, and most importantly, uh, there's an episode of Mike White was robbed out with uh, Mr. Michael O'Rear, uh, where we talk about the pre-merge. I loved it. I had a blast. But <sighs> my heart and soul, Survivor New York, uh, my you know the my host, the host of it, Chris, puts so much work into editing it. Michael said he even liked it, so there you go. Um, it's it's really important to me uh, because we love giving people the Survivor experience, and we love giving people. Um, an interesting look at uh, live reality games, and I hope that you will check it out and watch it. And then there's also po I podcast about so many things: Survivor Michigan, Survivor Maryland, Scotty Survivor, Survivor New York. Way too much stuff. I have to get another hobby. But all of the seasons have been amazing so far. So if you are bored and you need recommendations, DM me. I will tell you what fan made Survivor to watch. Now look at Naomi. She's got all these recommendations now. 
<laughs> doesn't work Suck on the it. guest, does it? <laughs> Suck it. All right, guys, we will wrap up this show. <laughs> Wait, actually, Tommy, I'm, I'm going to give you a platform. Tell, what <gasps> Do you have another podcast out? I do. I have another podcast. We took a little bit of a, a break for a couple weeks uh, uh, called uh, the Declass- or Declassified Survival <laughs> Guide, the podcast. And actually, the Naomi that is here today just recorded with me yesterday and that will be up pretty soon uh you know i got it i was just making sure i was like wait shit did i not retweet it no i love being here so much fun i love Jalen. it's a great great time yeah we learned a lot about computer labs we talked about middle school boyfriends and girlfriends uh that was exciting and uh we talked about backpacks so if you like any of those things are you we didn't talk about libraries michael so yeah Good. I was gonna. That was gonna be an auto delete on that podcast if I knew that there's libraries involved. Yeah, no library talk. I think there is a library episode. Should you? Do you want to be on the library episode, Michael? I'll come on the library because I we need to we need to slot me in somewhere. I think that's fitting. I'll have a. I'll come in hot on the library. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. I, I gotta. I gotta give a big thank you to Aaron Robertson who does our music to kick us off here. Ethan Kellum who did our logo. I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Give us some five star reviews. I said last time, I said if you told us a joke and the reviews that uh, I would read on the show, I didn't get any jokes. So look, kind of hurts. Um, look, if if it, give us your opinion on libraries, give us a five star review, leave your opinion on libraries, and then I'll read it on the show next week. Also, I want to tell you guys to tell a friend about the podcast. This is the best way to let people know, right? It's just uh, word of mouth. Like uh, that, that's, that's how every great thing has ever started. Like advertisements don't work. Social media doesn't work. It's word of mouth. That's what does it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So uh, also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok because we're doing a lot of fun stuff over there. And uh, look, that's all I got for you guys. So we, hey, I'll, I'll let you know this right at the end. Uh, we're recording again tomorrow on the Bad Batch. We're doing two episodes of the Bad Batch. Uh, so I, that Bad Batch is kind of hit and miss for a minute. The one time we decided to take off was my favorite Bad Batch episode. I'm thinking the next episode is going to be really fire too. So uh, look, if you're not on the Bad Batch train, get on it. It's getting good. And we will be recapping it tomorrow. So that's all I got for you guys. Have a great weekend or week whenever you listen. And Happy Father's goodbye. Day. Bye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye.